0: My name is Hayden, and this happened back in 2018 when I was 24 years old. My wife, Brittany, who was my girlfriend at the time, and a couple of our mutual friends, Owen, Amber, Michael, and Hannah, who we had grew up with, had decided to take a camping trip in the mountains of Helen, Georgia. For some context, Helen, Georgia is a beautiful German tourist attraction that was built in the late 70s, early 80s and it has two to 3,000 visitors per month, along with beautiful sceneries, hiking trails, zip lining, and tubing. We were heading out later in the day around 7 p.m. just as the sun started setting. We had planned this so that once we got to the campsite, we would be able to pinpoint other campfires around us and find a good spot that was distanced from the other campsites so that we wouldn't bother or be bothered. When we arrived at the camp, We took note that there was maybe about five spots that were taken, and we decided to place ourselves closest to the woods near the furthest other camp. We unpack our belongings and start building our camp. We had brought a cooler full of beer and soda, as well as a couple of miscellaneous things like radio, chairs, blankets, etc. It was really dark by the time we all sat by our fire and started drinking. I remember that we were having a good time telling old stories of us being teenagers and just doing dumb things together, as well as listening to some good old country music. Around 9pm, Owen, Michael and I decided to go and get more wood for the fire while Hannah, Brittany and Amber stayed and chatted. While we had walked off to get the firewood, Owen started rambling about an old wooden cabin that he had seen earlier when he was building our camp and how we should go check it out since it looked abandoned from what he could see earlier at the time. We head back to our camp and load our fire with some more wood, and we let the girls know that there was an old abandoned cabin that Owen had spotted, and that we wanted to go scope it out. The girls wanted to go with us as well, as this was a really exciting adventure that we were going on, and they wanted to tag along. Now mind you, we had been drinking a pretty good bit, so our consciousness wasn't all there at the time. And boy, did we wish it was. We grabbed some flashlights and started on our way, while Hannah and Michael said they were going to drink a few more beers, then meet us up there. The cabin wasn't too far away from our camp, so luckily we could still see it. As we had started walking, Owen had noticed that there was an old but still walkable wooden staircase that led up to a slope, so we all followed Owen as he seemed to have an idea of where to go. We get to the top and we come to find this very old and half maintained cabin that was once a park ranger cabin we get up on the porch and we notice that all of the windows had been smashed and the door was open ajar owen goes in first and we all follow as we get inside we notice that hannah and michael had snuck in behind us and had hid behind an old wardrobe which i'm guessing was to try and scare us I then slowly walked over to the wardrobe and banged on it real loud. Then I yelled, What the hell are y'all doing? They were both just looking in the opposite direction of me. They didn't even jump. I asked if they were okay, with Hannah nodding and Michael giving me a thumbs up. It was quite weird behavior, but I was too drunk to really notice at the time. The main area of this cabin had a huge hole in the floor that the furniture had fell into. Also, the office had torn papers all over an overturned desk, and the bathroom looked as if a damn grenade went off in it. We snooped around for a few, and then once we found nothing of interest, we decided to head back to the camp. On our way back down the wooden stairs, Owen, Brittany, Amber, and I had all seen what looked like Hannah and Michael at the camp already which was impossible because they were just right behind us in the cabin. As we all then started to get closer to our camp, we then realized that it was in fact Hannah and Michael. They had passed out in their sleeping bags drunk and forgot about meeting us at the cabin. An instant feeling of fear and nervousness drew over all four of us as we then realized that Hannah and Michael weren't in the cabin, and they also kept turning their backs to us when we would turn around they looked back at the cabin and pointed our flashlights. We saw this homeless-looking couple with greasy hair and pale skin staring directly down at us, and without any hesitation, they both walked backwards right into the cabin, still staring right at us. We all four ran to the camp, woke up Michael and Hannah, threw all of our stuff into our SUV, put out our fire, and then hightailed it out of the campsite back and wound up buying a few hotel rooms. We were really shaken up and we then explained everything that happened to hannah and michael even though they were still drunk i don't think any of us got any real sleep that night we were just way too freaked out from what we saw it really shakes me to the core to this day not knowing at the time that the two people in the cabin with us who we thought were our friends were two complete strangers that we didn't know so to the creepy man and woman in the campsite of helen georgia I really hope that I don't see either of you ever again." So I was 10 years old when this happened. At school, we had a camping trip that everyone was looking forward to. When we got to our cabins, I found out that I had four roommates. In our room, we were unpacking, and I went to eat something in the kitchen. When we got back to our rooms, Something just felt very strange. It was nearly 8 p.m. One of my friends opened the door and then took a peek. She said that there was some kind of shadow that looked like a ghost. We all thought she was joking, but when we found out she was serious, we all got scared. We couldn't tell the teachers because they were all the way at the boys' cabin, so we just stayed in our room. Then all of a sudden, There were very strange noises outside. When it turned 8 p.m., we had started having enough and we thought we could just run outside and tell the teachers. I quickly took a peek out of our room and there was no more scary shadow. Maybe whatever it was disappeared. Then the strange noise appeared again. We were so scared and we were really afraid of the strange noise outside, so we couldn't run to the teachers. Then one of us had enough and actually ran outside to the boys' cabin so she could tell the teachers. The rest of us peeked out the window, making sure she was safe when running to the boys' cabin. Minutes later, one of our teachers came, and she said that the strange noise might be our imagination. But how could we all imagine the same thing if that was the case? This made us nearly cry, and we all wanted to just go home after that. The teacher then suggested we should all go to bed, and that's what we did. We were then alone in the cabin again. I was getting really sleepy, so right when I was about to fall asleep, i had heard a scream. All four of us then got up, and had started staring at the girl that had screamed. She started having panic attacks, and she told us that there was a dark figure outside. We all looked, and she was right there was a creepy tall figure right outside our window looking straight at our cabin when we peeked through the window yet again it wasn't there anymore so the next morning we told the teachers and they said they would keep an eye out after that camping trip i never went back and just freaked me out way too much and even though i know the teachers didn't believe us i know what we saw so yeah I don't think I'm going to be going back. Hey everyone, I need to take a small break from today's stories to thank today's sponsor ShipStation. If you have your own small business, then this is perfect for you. Whether you're shipping from your house or a warehouse, ShipStation can help increase your profitability. It's so easy to use the ShipStation dashboard to manage your orders. There's also a free trial and quick setup. I know a few people personally who have used ShipStation and their shipping rates are a lot more affordable compared to many of the other companies out there. There's effortless integration everywhere you sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. You'll also get discounts up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. Set your business up for holiday season success with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CANNIBAL today, and sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CANNIBAL. All right, let's get back into the stories. I was with my cousin, we were 13 year old girls at the time when this happened, we were camping in my cousin's backyard. The tent was on their trampoline because I remember spending the night on their trampoline was a popular trend at the time. We wanted to be bad girls and spend the whole night awake eating candy and watching our favorite shows and telling scary stories. It was about 1am when we finished the show we wanted to watch and we didn't want to go to sleep quite yet because it was only 1 a.m. Then my cousin got a great idea. My cousin suggested that we walk around the block and she can show me the places now that it was night and that no one was going to interrupt us. We had walked around for about 10 minutes. We walked past a bus depot and there was a really strange man there. He wasn't wearing the uniform of a bus driver he looked more like a homeless person. At first, he was taking some random steps and kind of looked like he was dancing, but it wasn't quite that. I'm a ballet dancer, and my cousin's a figure skater, so at first we were joking around about his dance, you know, just usual stupid preteen stuff, until he heard us. When he noticed us, I froze. My cousin looked at me, then she looked at the man, and she froze too. The man was staring at us in a really angry way, but for some reason, he was smiling at the same time. It was right at that moment that I realized we might be in danger. He looked like he was holding something. It didn't look like a gun, but more like a kitchen knife or something like that. I grabbed my cousin's hand and started pulling her away. We then started running back to the house. When the man saw that we were running, he started running too. Fortunately for us, he had ran to a car and not towards us. Then the man drove away. When we were back in the tent, we had all thought to ourselves, it was probably just some drunk weird guy who was not planning to do anything serious to us. I mean, right? Once morning came, we had told our cousin's parents, but they didn't believe us. They just gave us a lecture that we shouldn't go walking around late at night. The day that I left was a few days after that. I saw the same car that the man had jumped into that one night. The fact that made it scarier was that just two houses away from my cousin's house, she had never seen that car or the man before, even though she had lived there for her whole life. So yeah, I don't actually know if the man had any weird intentions with us. But still, he really gave us the creeps. The story takes place last week. My friend and I decided to go on a camping trip. I decided to bring Chief, my 150-pound Newfoundland dog. Before I continue, though, I just want to say that Chief is not like most newfies. He was born and lived in the bush for what I believe was the first year of his life and developed good hunting skills during it. I found him caught in my trap lines nine months ago. I'm gonna skip over a bunch of stuff to cut to the chase. We ended up bonding during his recovery very strongly. He's now a strong, healthy farm and guard dog. Anyway, one day my friend and I will call him Jimmy decided to go on a week-long camping trip in northern Ontario. So, we packed our bags, took a week off from work, and jumped in my F-150 and headed north. When we reached the woods, we had put our packs on. I loaded Chief with his little buggy that carried our tent and sleeping bags, and we started out. We had covered five miles by the time it was time to set up camp. Once we were set up for the night... I took Chief's harness off so that he could run around and crap and whatnot. When it was time to eat, I gave Chief his food and we ate. Jimmy and I had sat beside each other and we were eating our pork. Chief was laying beside the fire, his head on his paws looking at us. When he suddenly got to his feet, he had then let out the loudest, deepest bark I had ever heard, which had only increased by the echo of the bush. When we turned, we saw some branches then shake and something running away. We figured it was just a raccoon or at worst a beer cup. Later that night, we were just chatting and Chief had gone off to go pee or something when we then heard something coming up to the left of us. I figured it was Chief when all of a sudden I saw a flash of black fur out of the corner of my eye. It was on the right side of me and Chief goes barreling between us and the campfire. I turned my head just in time to see a man who would have been around 6'1", and he was holding a piece of firewood, raising it right above him. But before he could land a blow, Chief had jumped up and landed dead square on his chest, pushing him right to the ground. He then landed before the man could even grab Chief. He had bitten the man on his forearm, and I don't mean a nip like what your puppy does to be mouthy. No, but an actual bite, like he would have given to the coyote who had tried to raid the chicken coop three weeks ago. By the time the man realized he was bit, Chief was already off of him. The man had whirled around on his hands and knees and was beginning to make his way to the piece of wood that he was holding on to, but he was staring down the wrinkled-up muzzle of Chief. He was standing over the wood, growling a vicious growl towards the man. I then ran over to hold on to Chief while Jimmy helped the man get to his feet. We had sent the man on his way, but not before telling him that if he bothered us again, Chief wouldn't miss a second time. The rest of the trip went as planned, and we had a really great time. As for Chief, you may ask? He's laying at my feet right beside the wood stove in my shed. Thanks, boy. I really don't know what we would have done without you. When my brother and I were little, our mom used to take us to this campsite that belonged to my stepdad at the time. We would go there almost every weekend and until something had happened that really changed that and we haven't gone back since. This was around 2014 or 2015, close to fall, but still had those days where it was hot. We all decided to go camping that Friday night because the weather was perfect, and we hadn't been spending that much time together since my mom was working a lot. We packed up and set out to the site. We had arrived at around 2 or 3. Now for some background info. This wasn't a campsite where you bring your own tent, since it was our personal campsite. We already had a trailer there, so when we arrived we didn't have to set up tents or anything. My brother and I ran to the creek that we had right next to the site while our mom unpacked all of our stuff. Something I remember specifically is that when my brother and I were at the creek, we found our little dam that we had made with rocks completely destroyed. Not like an animal accidentally hit it and knocked a rock or two down, but it was like someone completely kicked all of our rocks down out of anger. But being so young, we both just shrugged it off and continued to rebuild it. We were almost done making the dam until we had heard the sounds of twigs then snapping. Now for context, the layout of the campsite is beside an open forest, as if you would take a campsite and put it smack in the middle into a forest with a creek running alongside of it. Of course, we just shrugged off the twigs snapping, as we were kids and we just assumed it was a deer or something, until we then started to hear whispering. Thinking it was our mom, we yelled, Yeah, Mom, what is it?" to no answer. But that's when everything then went quiet. The cricket stopped. The wind stopped. Everything just stopped as if someone had pressed pause. At this point, it was about to be 4-5pm, and since it was getting into fall, it had gotten dark earlier. So it was sunset, but not to the point where it was dark quite yet. My brother and I looked at each other, both with confusing looks on our faces, as we thought it was our mom who called out to us. We got up, getting ready to see what our mom had wanted, but we stopped when we then heard the loudest footsteps from behind us, right where the beginning of the forest was. We didn't even turn around. We ran straight to our mom, terrified. When we told her, I think you can guess what she said, It was the typical mom reply. Oh, you guys, come on. It was probably just a deer or a bear. Of course, we didn't believe that because why would a deer be running towards us and not away? Finally at dark, we decided to have a campfire and roast marshmallows that we had brought along, as well as tell stories. When it was finally around 9 p.m., we all decided to get ready for bed because we were gonna go fishing the very next day. We then all got inside the camper. For context, the camper has two bedrooms, one small bathroom, and a kitchen built in with the living room area. My brother and I shared a room as my mom was in the other room. My brother and I talked about what happened earlier because it never really left our minds after it happened. And just as a switch had been flipped, we started to hear faint scratching noises along the camper like someone had taken a knife or they had sharp nails and had it slid across the camper. Neither my brother and I could do anything about it. We were pretty much just sitting there about to absolutely shit ourselves when the window to our camper flew open. We both then screamed louder than we ever have before and we ran to our mom who had hurried up and ran outside to see what did it. And to this day, it still haunts us. Along the camper, was deep scratches. We didn't even have time to pack up. We just all jumped into my mom's car and sped off as fast as we could. My stepdad had to go and get our stuff because we all just refused to ever go back there ever again. We haven't since, and we never plan to ever again. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night, everyone. And remember, to always stay.